Thanks for listening to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer. And before we get started, I have an invitation for you. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have got to come check out Club Habit Hub. Doors are officially open to my monthly membership, and it's your new home for making health a habit. You'll get coaching, curriculum, and community curated just for you. And to celebrate Club Habit Hub's inaugural month, if you're listening in real time and you join before October 31st, 2023, I've saved spots for my founding members, which comes with its perks, including a monthly rate that will never increase. As Club Habit Hub grows and evolves, I will continue to thank you, my founding member. So get in on the ground floor at www.amybeheimercoaching.com forward slash join. And if you still have questions, schedule your free clarity call with me at the link in the show notes. I'll see you inside. Today on the show, I'm bringing you Habit 19, Question If Your Thoughts Are Kind. Welcome to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer, a coach and doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that, evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experience of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for health into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. We are in part three of three in the question if your thoughts are series. So just a reminder, habit two was question if your thoughts are true. Habit seven was question if your thoughts are helpful. And today is habit 19, question if your thoughts are kind. And it really is a perfect follow-up to last week's episode with Meg Gluckman. And just a refresher, her most important habit that impacted her health and happiness was exploring thought work. So these three series of episodes absolutely is right in line with what Meg was talking about. So back to the what. Today's habit, question if your thoughts are kind. I want you to imagine being in a room with someone saying unkind things to you. Maybe they're saying, you're too big. You're too small. You never follow through on anything. You can't do that. That's not possible. What were you even thinking? Or here we go again, trying to be healthy. What would you do if someone was in a room saying those things to you? You'd probably walk out and leave. I know I would. Or maybe ask them to stop. Or maybe even something more drastic. Questioning your thoughts and answering if they're kind helps bring to light if what is happening in that room that is our head. And if our thoughts are running wild, unquestioned, Are they free to say anything they want? Most likely. We know humans are victims of the negativity bias. So likely, yes, there are a lot of those automatic negative thoughts swarming around and directed at you yourself. But that's normal. You're human. And it's what we do with that awareness that matters. 
So let's unpack the why and get to the good stuff, the how, to inch towards creating a kinder environment for yourself in your head. So why? Words matter. Words that are spoken, words that are spoken only in your head, words that are running around under your awareness, they matter. To help me with the why, I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Kristen Neff, and some of you may be aware of her work. She's a researcher, an author, and an expert on self-compassion. She encourages using self-compassion as a tool for emotional well-being and growth, which is something I think we're all after. It's no wonder that we are going to unpack what she's found and use her wisdom here on the Habit Hub. We are here to create healthier bodies, yes, but also healthier minds. Our mental and our emotional health is just as important when we are out to thrive with autoimmune disease. I know for me, I spent years hyper-focused on what was going on in my body and the health of my body, my physical health, and I really neglected the health that was going on in my mind. And a big part of that was never questioning my thoughts. I just took them as the truth. And if you're listening, chances are you're aware that change requires growth. And growth is not always comfortable, but we're here for it. Okay, so back to Dr. Neff. She defines self-compassion as the practice of treating oneself with the same kindness, care, and understanding that one would offer to a good friend in times of suffering or difficulty. You've likely heard, well, what would you tell a friend if you're struggling with trying to decide how you want to approach something? But hearing it and listening to it are two very different things. Knowing it with your brain and knowing it in your bones are different. Understanding the logic and practicing it or making it a habit require a different skill set. So we're here to practice it, to make it a habit, to listen and to apply what we learn, to take action on what we learn. Besides feeling better as a result, why does this habit matter? According to research, those who cultivate self-compassion, which I'm calling questioning if your thoughts are kind, they experience five different things that we're going to cover. One, better mental health outcomes. Depression, anxiety, and the ability to manage stress all improve. Two, higher levels of resilience, higher levels of self-esteem, and a higher level of overall life satisfaction. Living with an uncertain diagnosis, I think you would probably agree we could all use a little more resilience. Number three, counter to what you think, it does not promote complacency, but instead drives motivation and a willingness to learn from our mistakes. Inside Club Habit Hub, instead of winning or losing, we're always winning or learning. We're never losing because we can always learn from what we would have previously called a loss. Almost everyone comes to me saying that they just need more motivation. We have tools to use so that we don't have to rely on motivation. If it's there, it doesn't hurt, but we can start making changes and building habits and breaking habits without motivation. That's what the science of habit change helps us do. And I'll repeat that practicing self-compassion drives motivation. The fourth reason is we experience enhanced relationships. Being kind to yourself also positively impacts your relationships with others. When you're more accepting and gentle with yourself, you tend to extend the same empathy and understanding to those around you, fostering healthier and more compassionate relationships. And the last why is the physical health benefits. There is evidence to suggest that self-compassion can have positive effects on physical health. 
lower stress levels associated with this self-compassion may contribute to better immune function. Hello, I'm interested in that and overall well-being. So now let's get to the how. Again, this is a practice. It takes work. First, we have to embrace a paradox mindset. This is huge. A paradox mindset is when two things that seem very opposite of each other actually can both be true. For example, I can love myself exactly as I am, and I can want to do better for myself. Those things can exist together. I call this loving ourselves, which really means one of two types of love. Sometimes we want to love ourselves with tough love and really challenge ourselves to step outside our comfort zone for growth and to see changes. The other kind of love is gentle love. Only you know when you need each type of love. I often ask clients, what kind of love do you want from me right now? What kind of love do you need to give yourself right now? Let's jump into the habit playbook. I'm going to highlight four plays from the habit playbook to help us with our how. The first one is journaling. These are thought finders that we talk about, brain dumped. We really want to see what thoughts are floating around in our head and get them out. Some thoughts that I've found when I am feeling a bit unkind to myself is, your walking is different, or your walking looks weird. Or people notice that your walking may be a little off. This is at certain times if it's hot or if I'm fatigued. And is that really a kind thing to say? Would I ever say that to my sweet niece or my sweet nephews? No. So why am I saying it to myself over and over? The second play from the habit playbook is find the reason that that thought may have served you at some point. If nothing else, it uses less energy because it's familiar. It's just on repeat. This just kind of normalizes that, of course, we may have these thoughts that we believe help drive us to do better or to reach certain goals, but finding why it may have served us at some point can be helpful so that we can then start to let it go. The third play is practicing new thoughts. This means conscious repetition, laying down new tracks for thoughts to travel on in our brain. This is creating new neural pathways. And the last play from the playbook is what I call name your characters. We've talked about it before, but worth repeating, we all have a higher and a lower brain, a more evolved part that wants what's best for us long-term and a more primal part that wants what it wants now. Naming these parts can put some distance between us and them and allow us to see that we are not our thoughts. My lower part brain is named Amelia. She tells me I'm not good enough. She tells me I need that sweet treat, that bowl of cereal at night, or not to do the thing that feels scary. And by naming her and recognizing, I can call her out when the thoughts that she's offering me is not kind to myself. We have made it to the do of the day. We've likely all heard about performing random acts of kindness. I use it often here on the show when I request that you leave a review of the podcast. But today's do of the day is to perform a random act of kindness for yourself. That will require you finding a kind thought that you can create that leads you to do something that will make you smile because you deserve it. There's one more step. When you're done, grab your journal or the notes app on your phone, whatever you use as your habit helper, and check in on how you felt when you were done doing your random act of kindness. If you're feeling extra kind, try doing this for yourself each day for an entire week. It's amazing what can happen. We're closing part three 
of this three-part series, I hope to have gotten across one key point. Thoughts matter. We have the ability to choose which ones we feed and which ones we try to dial down or shift away from. Questioning your thoughts in this way, are they true? Are they helpful? Are they kind? I often prompt you to ask yourself, are you using your thoughts to tear yourself and others and the world around you down or to build them up? Are you using them to stir up drama or are you using them to encourage peace? We may think our thoughts are ours and ours alone, but they create our feelings, which drive our actions or inactions and our habits, which add up day after day to create our life. So again, thoughts matter. I'll leave you with a quote from Sharon Salzberg. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. And I have one more reminder that Club Habit Hub doors are open. Come, be a founding member. I encourage clients to capture key takeaways or any aha moments when we're finishing up coaching or if they're learning something new or even as you're finishing these episodes. Last week, I asked one of my clients what her key takeaway was, and she shared something from a few sessions back that I offered her that really stuck with her. And it kept coming up over and over, and I'd like to share it with you. I had shared that being willing to do something is often better than being ready. So you're likely wanting to feel ready to do the thing you want to do, whether it's for your health or another area of your life. But what if you stop waiting for the time to be right or for you to be ready and instead be willing and ask yourself if you're willing to take the first step towards getting what you want most. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode where I might just cover the habit your body has been waiting for. Check out www.amybeheimercoaching.com for more free resources, as well as details on how to take the information, inspiration, and insight you learned today and apply it to create autoimmune health and happiness in your life. Get in touch at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon.